Howdy. What's going on? Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. It is heard live every day, by the way, from noon until 3 on WBT Radio in Charlotte. And if you want exclusive content, invitations to events, the weekly live stream, my daily show prep with links, become a patron. Go to the PeteCallanerShow.com. This podcast is also supported by North Carolina businesses, so please consider supporting them. Try not to skip through their short ad. Make sure you hit the subscribe button to get every episode for free right to your smartphone or tablet. And thanks so much for your support. So uh, winning hearts and minds, one hacked off commuter at a time. That is, uh, that is the way. That is the way to call for a ceasefire now is to go out into the middle of the road and block afternoon commuters in Durham. That's what happened yesterday. Yesterday afternoon. Oh, and by the way, the Durham police let them do it. They just stood there and let them sit in the middle of the road for like an hour and a half. And I'm sure that's going to convince a lot of people uh, to stop bombing Gaza. Because when they're, I guess they were commuting on their way to bomb Gaza, or they were maybe on their way back from bombing Gaza. I don't know actually where, which makes sense. I don't know where uh, the headquarters for the Durham uh, Command Center is that's launching all of the Israeli uh, airstrikes and such. Uh, But obviously there's some sort of command post where these Durham people are are driving to in order to... uh, to bomb Palestinians and uh, Hamas in Gaza, right? I mean that because otherwise, like, why would you, why would you block traffic uh, in Durham, North Carolina, and demand a ceasefire in Gaza? Also, I was talking this morning with my buddy uh, up in Raleigh and Greensboro. Casey O'Day, uh, morning radio show host up there, and uh, he pointed out something that it didn't even cross my mind, but it is actually pretty brilliant. I shouldn't say actually. Casey's a really smart guy. So the uh, the the similarities uh, in the in the tactics really, like you're calling for a ceasefire now, and and in order to do that, you're you're blocking people from driving down the road. You might say leaving where they're leaving from, right? You're you're trying to stop them from leaving by blocking the roads. And that's exactly what Hamas did, right? Hamas was like, hey, you got to stay, Palestinian civilians. You got to hang out and you need to die in the airstrikes, right? They were blocking people from fleeing the northern part of the Gaza Strip ahead of the, uh, the Israeli incursion. Very similar tactics. Very interesting. Yeah, I hadn't even thought about that. So uh, protesters blocked the Durham freeway for hours yesterday. Began around 5 p.m. And uh, police did successfully get everybody to leave the area around 7.30. 7.30. Two and a half hours people sat in their cars. Which, again, that's like totally winning hearts and minds, I bet. Around 6 p.m., the traffic actually began moving a little bit as the protesters, with the help of law enforcement, moved off one of the two lanes, allowing one lane of traffic to pass. Maybe they were actually, maybe they were zipper merge protesters. Maybe they were actually pro-zipper merge. 
Maybe that was the whole point. I mean, they used, you know, just current events, what's in the news, what's the big issue, ceasefire now, right? They just use that as cover, when in actuality, what they're trying to do is to get people used to the zipper merge, which is, of course, uh, the most efficient and effective way uh, to merge down when a lane is closed. I mean, it's just science. So... um, they, the cops allowed these protesters to continue blocking one of the two lanes then for an additional hour and a half. So for a total of two and a half hours, people got stuck in Durham traffic. Their largest sign, according to ABC11.com, their largest sign included the phone number for North Carolina Representative Valerie Fushi. She's a Democrat representing the People's Republic of Chapel Hill. And she urged people to call, uh, the, the sign rather, urged people to call Fushi and urge her to put an end to the war. And actually, last month, a couple weeks ago, they went to her office telling her to end the war. I'm not sure... I didn't see this in any of her campaign materials. Was she running to be the commander of the Israeli Defense Forces? I didn't know she had that kind of power. I got to tell you, I had no idea that uh, Representative Valerie Fushi could stop a war in Gaza, could call off the Israeli airstrikes. Did you know that? I mean, it seems like she's pretty powerful then. Very odd. Um, Our friend AP Dillon... Uh, On Twitter, she started a thread uh, documenting all of this uh, uh, dumbassery uh, yesterday in Durham. I I repeat myself. But um, the uh, protesters um, left the highway. Here is the Durham Police Department uh, saying that the uh, demonstrators have stopped now at CCB Plaza and currently no roads are blocked or closed. Our officers are continuing to monitor the situation. All right, so... Uh, After they uh, finally, after two and a half hours, they moved through the downtown area. I'm not aware if there was any fiery, but mostly peaceful looting or or, uh, vandalism or fire set or anything like that. I'm not not aware of any of that occurring. And still, up till now, as far as I've seen or actually not seen, neither Governor Cooper nor Attorney General Stein, uh, you know, the would-be governor, Um, I've not seen any kind of comment on on this protest and what they did, shutting down the road. Now, um, there is something, though, from uh, Mark Robinson, the current lieutenant governor, also running for governor next year. He put out a tweet that says, these lawless disturbances are unacceptable. When I am governor, we will not tolerate protesters interfering with law-abiding citizens going about their daily lives. The days of coddling lawlessness will be over. I'll move swiftly to order Highway Patrol to use any and all resources at their disposal to quickly clear roadways of these extremist displays. I think this was a real missed opportunity. Not by Mark Robinson. I think he did fine. That's a perfectly, I mean, that, that's, I support that. Support him on that. Um, no, it was a missed opportunity to test out the new, uh, the new method of addressing these people who stop traffic, which is to turn the vehicles around 
and back up into them. Not run them over. I'm not saying that. I'm saying you, you just back up slowly and you allow your exhaust pipe to do the work. You know, you just keep rolling backwards ever so slowly. You get right up next to them and they're going to be sucking down tailpipe exhaust. And I'm thinking they're not going to like it. I mean, just as a human being, you shouldn't like it. And then if actually you start coughing or whatever and you pass out and then you can people can just drag you out of the road and you're unconscious. You can't go running back into the road because that's the problem when you see these uh, these types of protests and people grab each other. They grab the uh, protesters and they drag them off and then they go to get another protester. But the one you just dragged off runs back and sits down. See, if they pass out from the fumes, then they can't run back, you know. And it's going to take like two people to drag them back into the road. So just little by little, you, I mean, I think it would have taken less than two and a half hours. Uh, but I think most people, if they're sitting down, I mean, because think about it, you're like right at eye level with that exhaust pipe. And so you start backing up and backing up and backing up. And the person sitting down eventually is going to be like, oh, oh I can't breathe. Right? Just, just because it's uncomfortable, you can't breathe. Smells bad, it's hot, all of that. But also their politics. These are leftists. And so putting a fossil fuel exhaust uh, uh, material uh, close to them, I'm thinking it's like Wicked Witch of the West kind of reaction, you know? I, I, like, I, I got to believe they're going to roll right out of the way. They're going to get up and run off to the side because they don't, they don't want to be anywhere near that kind of fossil fuel exhaust. Just too close. That's what I'm thinking. So again, a real missed opportunity. Now, out in the mountains... Um, UNC Asheville, uh, they've got, I believe it's probably starting right now because it was set to begin at, uh, yeah, 12 o'clock, 12 until 1.30. Uh, they're hosting, um, they're hosting a program called Until We're All Free, State Violence from Cop City to Palestine. What have I been telling you? Right? This is all Marxism. This is all oppressed, oppressor lens. This is all uh, uh, interpersonal victimhood, uh, the tendency for interpersonal victimhood as a personality trait. That's what all of this is, this victimology mindset. And it is promoted by these Marxist activists. This is the philosophy. It always has been. Hey, so real quick, hurricane season is here, and this is your reminder to check your emergency supplies. You should have a three-day supply of food, water, and medicines, minimum. And Carolina Readiness Supply can help you get started or expand your supply. Food, water purifiers, lighting, tools, first aid kits, instructional materials, camping and hiking supplies too, because being prepared is just smart. Carolina Readiness Supply has 2,000 square feet of supplies and educational materials that you can use for any kind of emergency. Whether you're an experienced prepper or you have no clue what you're doing, or maybe you're somewhere in between, Carolina Readiness Supply can help you in Waynesville and always at carolinareadiness.com. Veteran-owned Carolina Readiness Supply. Will you be ready when the lights go out? All right, so UNC Asheville hosting a um, hosting a I don't even know what this thing is. Uh, it's an event featuring three panelists who will be speaking on the connections between U.S. and Israeli state violence. Always remember, Israel is little Satan. America is great Satan, and this is all conjured out of a dead empire's propaganda, the Soviet Union. That's where all of this comes from. They saw 
a, uh, a willing and eager population in the Arab states. And they were like, yes, they're into the victimology mindset. And they waged a propaganda war against the West. That's where this, that, that's where this virulent uh, strain of uh, anti-Semitism has come from. And so here you've got this professor, I believe, making the connection between U.S. and Israeli state violence. You see, it's all the capitalist country's fault. So even even when uh, barbarians storm the gates, sack your your cities, raping and murdering babies and women and elderly and everybody. Um, even then, see, it's still your fault because you're not a Marxist. You're not part of that group. You are an out group, and this out group is the oppressors and the people that are uh, that are waging all of the atrocities. They are the oppressed. And as we heard from the Hamas spokesman, uh, by the way, I've got an update on that guy. Um, they're going to continue doing October 7th. They're not going to stop. And they say everything we do is justified. Everything we do is justified because we're the victims. Literally said it. Building on theories of anti-colonial, feminist, and radical black struggle, we'll be preparing students, faculty, and community members to think critically about American complicity in Israeli... There it is. Think critically. And remember, when Marxists use the word critical or critically, that's critical race theory. It's uh, critical studies. It's the tearing down only of Western institutions. It's the tearing down. Criticality doesn't mean, like, when you when you hear the term critical thinking, most people in the West of, you know, Gen X and older, we, we think, oh, well, that's, you know, you look at stuff objectively, you weigh the evidence, right? No, no, no. If you're approaching it from the Marxist standpoint, critical thinking means tearing down. It means you critique. It means you pick apart in order to destroy. This will include topics, oh, hang on a second, I didn't finish that sentence, uh, to think critically about American complicity in Israeli violence as an extension of its own settler colonial policies and practices. Because remember, Muslims and Arabs didn't conquer like that whole part of the world through any colonialist kind of means. Nothing like that happened. I mean... They, they just, it's a homogenous population of all Muslim or all Arab, right? They just, they did that through persuasion, right? Everybody just joined and everybody just became Arab or something. I don't know. It's a very, yeah, it, these Marxists are just ridiculous. This will include topics ranging from militarism to disability to reproductive justice. <laughs> as these are intertwined global systems of dispossession. Oh, geez. I swear, this thing reads like this hits every single woke mantra and buzzword, right? This is an altar call at the Church of Wokeism, and it's sponsored by Sociology and Anthropology Department, Women, Gender, and Sexualities Studies, American Indian and Indigenous Studies, Africana Studies, Interdisciplinary slash International Studies. They're going to have community safety response team there rather than cops, as we are prioritizing the safety of those targeted by police violence. Please distribute the flyer and event information widely, and we look forward to bringing scholars and community members into conversation about what it means to organize for justice.
Freedom for All Oppressed Peoples. Signed, Dr. Bleh Buchanan. Buchanan. I am actually triggered by the last name. Dr. B-L-U Buchanan. Right there in the name is a symbol of violence. Do you know how many people have died from, from cannons? This is outrageous. Absolutely outrageous. UNC Asheville doing this event, Freedom for All Oppressed People. I'm sorry, no, that's not the name of it. It's Until We're All Free, State Violence from Cop City to Palestine. Okay, uh, so Cop City is down in Atlanta, you know, the, the, the training facility. It's the police academy. They call it Cop City, but it's a, it's a training facility for law enforcement officers. You know, ostensibly, the theory there is that if you train them better, then maybe you have fewer uh, of these lethal interactions. And that, of course, is an existential threat to the professional protesting crowd, so they cannot allow police officers to get better trained, obviously. Because then what's going to be... I mean, think about it. If cops don't kill anybody in the line of duty, then what are the protesters going to be doing? How, how, do you, how do you have your burn-the-block-down parties uh, if, if you don't have any you know, incident to spark the fiery but mostly peaceful protest? Right, so... Uh, so they're going to tie it all together because that's what uh, intersectionality and Marxism is all about. And it's being led by Dr. Blu, B-L-U, that's, that's the person's name, Buchanan. And I'm reading from the email, uh, the message that went out yesterday. Um, under the email <laughs> signature, and thank you, by the way, for forwarding this over to me. I appreciate it. Um, Pronouns, they, them. There you go. Right? There you go. Pronouns in the bio. Without fail. It's like one of the iron laws of woke projection. Uh, it's like you see somebody with the pronouns in the bio or the email signature, and I already know who I'm dealing with. Assistant professor. Okay, so this person is an assistant professor. Them is an assistant professor. Department of Sociology and Anthropology. Senior Fellow. Wait a minute. Isn't that a gendered term? All right. So, okay. It just, I don't want to offend or get accused of misgendering or mis, mispronouning or something. Wait a minute. I just said mispronoun. I just did it again. Oh, my gosh. I'm just walking into traps all over the place. Senior Them. We'll call them a, a not a not a fellow. It's a a, a themo, a, ve, a veo, a senior themo at the Center for Applied Trans Studies. <laughs> okay, uh, it's that's the C A T S, or as I call it, the cats. Um, and then underneath all of that, there is a statement. There's a there's an acknowledgement, and I have to admit, I've not seen this in the wild. This is the first time I've encountered this in the wild. Here it is. Land acknowledgement. I labor and work upon occupied... And then there's some, some, I don't know, figures or it's like language I've never seen. And then there's a parenthesis and it says, Togi Yazdi. Occupied Togi Yazdi. Land that should belong to the eastern band of Cherokee Indians today. The Cherokee people continue to hold stewardship over this land, and I am actively committed to working alongside their elders and youth to restore the sovereignty of all indigenous and First Nation peoples. 
Well, then what are you doing here? You're working for the government. Blue? Them? Yo, them. You're working for GovCo. You work at UNC Asheville. That's a state school, man. Or woman. Or them. Sorry. That's a state school, them. What are you doing? You're the oppressor here. Sorry. They the oppressor here. Uh, The uh, congressman from Western North Carolina, former state senator Chuck Edwards, now he's uh, up in Congress, uh, he's calling on UNC Asheville to cancel the event. Now, it was slated to start at noon today. I'm not sure if uh, if it actually is being held still. I would imagine it is. Um, it being UNC Asheville and it being UNC and it being, you know, a college. Um, he says the anti-Semitic event that is scheduled to be held at the High Smith Student Union. Yes, it is called the High Smith Student Union, where any student with the last name of Smith is permitted to blaze a doobie during any performance or event at the Student Union. Anyway, the High Smith Student Union, supported by woke radical leftists on the UNCA campus, is just one of several such rallies we have seen across the country. Western North Carolinians and Americans everywhere must disavow and condemn events that encourage anti-Semitism and inspire violence. Um, so there's that. We also now, hang on a second, I just saw this move across the Twitter machine. Um, back up to Durham we go where we have a statement now from the Durham police chief. Let's see, let me open this up. On November 2nd, 2023, at approximately 5 p.m., Highway 147 at Mangum Street was blocked by a group assembled to protest the ongoing events in Gaza. As soon as the protesters left CCB Plaza, law enforcement enacted a methodical and coordinated response plan to ensure the safety of motorists, officers, and protesters, and to end the illegal closure of the highway. The actions of this group were disruptive to our entire community, rush hour commuters, and public safety operations. However, the presence of hundreds of protesters and stranded motorists requires a careful and well-coordinated response to ensure the safety of the public. I am confident that our actions prevented unnecessary harm and supported a just and appropriate outcome. My office... Wait, hang on a second. How would how was robbing people of two and a half hours of their lives... How, how, how was justice secured there for them? Because that's what those protesters did, right? I mean, it's a form of, by the definition of it, kidnapping. If you prevent somebody from leaving, you prevent somebody's movement away from an area, like that's kidnapping. Now, I know that people could have gotten out of their cars and just left the cars in the middle of the road and just walked someplace else. So it's not actually kidnapping, but it's, uh, it's, it's, uh, it, it, it's like kidnapping light. It's like, it's like restraining somebody, but identifying as just protesting. So in that regard, I guess it's like a... It's a, it's a trans testing, trans, trans test, transest. I don't know. Um, but the people who were stuck there, they lost two and a half hours. And time is a unit of measurement of your life. And so when this police chief says, Chief Andrews, I don't know the first name, but um, Chief Andrews' statement says that this supported a just and appropriate outcome, well, not for the people that were just robbed of two hours of their lives. They didn't get a just outcome. 
right? You you just decided not to prosecute anybody and to let these people continue robbing people of their their time, their life. Also, why did you think there would be, I don't know, harm? You said your actions prevented unnecessary harm. Why would there be harm? Are you suggesting that the protesters might get violent? Don't you know that these are peace protesters? They they want peace in the Middle East. They want peace in Gaza. They would never raise their hands in violence. Never. Just like the people that they're defending in Gaza. Right? They would never engage in violence in order to push back on oppression. All right, let me get uh, back to the this, uh, this statement from the Durham police chief. The chief goes on to say, uh, our goal is to resolve each event as quickly as possible without incident, and we achieved that outcome last night. Now, some in the community have expressed frustration with the time it took to reopen the highway. While I understand this concern, I stand firmly behind our response to this complex and volatile situation. Our first priority was to reroute the affected traffic and manage commuters still traveling to Durham on the Durham Freeway. As this was happening, staff began mobilizing a plan to reopen the highway. We were prepared to arrest any individuals that did not comply with our lawful orders. We did not and will not prioritize haste over safety and will always avoid taking haphazard or reckless action that would have placed officers, motorists, bystanders, and protesters in danger. I, like my entire team, am disappointed in the actions that this group chose to take to bring attention to their cause. However, I'm extremely proud of the way my officers and officers from other jurisdictions came together to bring this situation to a peaceful end. So he's uh, he's defending the actions of the department in taking two and a half hours to please, please, sir, move out of the freeway that they shut down in Durham for peace. Alan on Twitter sends me a tweet. It's a Pete tweet. And he says, uh, Pete, perhaps this was also a missed opportunity to have adapted Trunk Monkey to more modern applications, maybe a version 2.0. That's true. That's true. That would have been a yeah, that would have been a good opportunity. If, if any of those stranded motorists, the ones that were, you know, blocked in the roads like, you know, innocent civilian Palestinians trying to flee the uh, the strike zones but being blocked by Hamas, um, yeah, if only there were some people with some trunk monkeys, they'd have been able to, uh, yeah, they'd have been able to clear the area very quickly. Um, by the way, I did see, let me hang, where did it go? There was a, a response, yeah, here it is. Um, on Twitter, there was a response uh, to this reporting by AP Dillon about what was going on. This was from yesterday, uh, or this actually came in this morning. Uh, this individual, R.G. Bumarian, and uh, he says, That group needs to be warned. Tomorrow starts NCCU homecoming weekend. We ain't going to put up with any of that BS. <laughs> That's true, right? <laughs> Can you imagine what it would happen? Yeah, that would be funny. <laughs> uh, I did get a, uh, I did get an email 
from John, uh, who is now permanently blocked from ever sending me another email uh, again because he said that because uh, I, I suggested like, look, maybe maybe these Marxists that are out there shutting down the um, uh, shutting down the the freeway, preventing people from you know moving about freely uh, uh, unless they stop bombing Gaza. I mean, that's the message, right? Stop bombing Gaza, or we're not going to let you. I guess, drive to the command center where you're ordering the attacks on Gaza, but whatever. Uh, John, and I said, well, they, they eventually, after an hour of shutting down two of the lanes, two of the two lanes, um, they were then, the cops got them to move into one lane, and then traffic started getting by, and I said, maybe it was actually some zipper merge, you know, p- protesters, people who wanted to see the zipper merge and, and raise awareness for the zipper merge, which is the most effective and efficient way to merge. Despite, despite you know anybody telling you otherwise, and so obviously John is a zipper denier, um, because he says it would make perfect sense that pro Hamas, pro baby beheading rapists uh, would also be pro zipper merge. And now he is blocked forever. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope the joke was worth it, John. Phil Berger released a statement on this. Senate leader, Republican, he said allowing protesters to take over a state highway and block people from picking up their children, going home to their families or heading to work for hours is an abject failure of the most basic function of government to provide for law and order. The Cooper administration and the city of Durham's decision to coddle Hamas sympathizers at the expense of the daily lives and plans of hundreds of law-abiding citizens is a dereliction of their primary duty to North Carolinians. I do agree. Uh, I do agree. That's, That's your job. You got one job, guys. Right? This is what you're supposed to be doing. Um... There was something else. Uh, hang on. Hang on a second. There was something else to provide for law and order. Uh, decision to coddle Hamas sympathizers at these. Yeah. Oh. Uh, the coddling of law and, uh, of lawlessness is how we get here, and they count on that. By the way, they count on that. These protesters know that nothing's going to happen to them because of where they're doing the protest. They know that. 